What a beautiful day. Okay, so today is January 20th, 2021. Oh, it's somebody's special birthday in my life. That's lovely. Um, and I just feel so grateful that I get to just ponder today on some things that have been really important to me lately. Just like... <clears throat> I've been really grateful for a special visual that has been given to me over time. So when I teach yoga, <clears throat> when I started teaching yoga, it was mostly just about, well, one about like the restorative kind of rejuvenating yoga therapy kind of style of yoga. And then it transitioned into, oh, well, I really like how I can get really into a meditative state when I'm doing yoga and like breathing and really getting into a state of being present with myself and over time it's kind of developed into a skill of like meditation art like so I'm a med meditation artist whether it's through voice or just like different images that I'm like encouraging to invite into a person's <clears throat> thought process as they're just breathing and so it's been really neat lately I've been kind of delving into this like gospel art meditations kind of style and lately it's been fun to like you know just encourage this thought process of like beginning with an intention as normal with any practice um, and except instead of just having this intention and breathing with it I'm doing this thing where it's like oh hey have an intention and choose an intention so I basically say like choose an intention that is a fit with your breath today with your natural smile today with honoring and accepting where you're at today as well as letting ourselves think of an, a word or an image or a sense or a color that that can help build this intention as something that is real that we can look at and see in our mind's eye and so usually I just leave it at that and, and instruct with the breathing lately I've been instructing to say hey now take this intention and then package it into a little seed and then plant that seed in our heart and then with every inhale breath grow branch it grow the tree trunk grow the branches of this tree so that it will basically extend above us and and its branches will all hang down over and around us and then with every exhale breath allowing for every root of the tree to extend down underneath us so that we can rest in this protective shielding tree for us and then on the outskirts there is our elder brother our savior who's on the outskirts holding his hands ready for all the any of the fiery darts that come and every time a fiery darts come they basically magnetize towards his hands and then they turn into dust kind of thing and i just love using that analogy to help me to focus on resting in this breath under this shielding tree and knowing that my savior cares about the things that I care about as well um, and so anyways I love having that visual as I'm moving about moving through my yoga practice moving about my day and I just love how this last scripture that I read in the Doctrine and Covenants section 3 it was just so lovely because it's all right there. You know, when I first read it, before I understood much of the context of it, I was like, oh, that's a beautiful visual. It's like Jesus Christ is right there and he's doing this fiery dart um, repelling thing. Like, that's awesome. And then later, finding out the context of what's happening, I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. It's like basically saying, hey, um, Joseph Smith's kind of sharing, his, being vulnerable and sharing his experience of what happened where 
he has a testimony that Heavenly Father is merciful and loving um, amongst all of our weaknesses. And, and to also have an experience where we get to feel and see of the chastisement he experienced when he made his follies in transgressing. Um, and, and just like becoming even more aware of these little slight edge type of things that we can be um, noticing that we can do in our lives that will allow for us to be even more believing that Heavenly Father has sent us His Son Jesus Christ to be our leader, to be the person to go in front of us and put out His hands and like do the protecting us, shielding us from the fiery darts um, so that we can do the simple things. You know, do the simple things that we are called to do, that is ours to do, you know, for for him, right? So we can just focus on it. You know, I think about the child and youth program, how it's in those cute little four quadrants, whether it's focusing on our goals with our physical health or focusing on our goals with our spiritual um, strength or focusing on our goals with our intellectual um, awareness, as well as focusing on our goals with our social um, ministering and those kinds of things. And so you know, I think about those, but then I also think about the tiny things. Like I said, the slight edges, like I say slight edge because I really like that book called The Slight Edge. It's, it just describes it so perfectly for me, you know, in the same way that, you know, in some of the, the groups that I've been in, there's, there's been the story shared about, you know, whether it was like a train that was supposed to go to one side of the country, but because of a slight change in degrees of angle and, you know, the train tracks were sent in a different direction. It went all the way to the other side of the country, right? And it's the same with another airplane story where they talk about like different degrees of latitude and how important it is to be um, exact about those things, right? And, you know, like a lot of what I'm feeling from this whole experience of whether it's my visual of like understanding there's real power in Jesus Christ's ability to dispel the fiery darts or whether it's just understanding that Heavenly Father understands that yes it's a sacrifice he loves effort you know it's a sacrifice and he loves our effort right and even if that means that our effort needs to mean hey in this split second not split second but like in this moment where I get to choose how about I step into this place where I can literally build my my tree shield and allow for Jesus Christ to, you know, send away the fiery darts so I can just focus on what is mine to do, right? In Joseph's situation, what was his to do was protect those plates and to do exactly what he was told to do with them rather than spending wasted time and energy on on pushing against. You know, like when I went to some of my previous classes and courses as a youth, I love this one teacher that described it as like, like so often as young people, we feel like, oh, we need to go right to the edge of the cliff. You know, like we need to go right to the edge of what's our limit and our boundaries. And we need to even push on the boundaries all the time, right? And so he talked about like, but like, but young people, sometimes you, like we don't realize that on the edge of that boundary, the other side of it is a cliff. Like it's like a 10 foot drop, right? Or whatever, 40 foot drop, whatever it is, right? So it's like, what would we do if we had an awareness that on the other side of that boundary, there was a, a like 40 foot, whatever, deadly drop, a fatal drop, right? Wouldn't we 
Like, if we were being smart about this, wouldn't we just take the time to be like, well, let's stay as far away from the edge as possible. Like, let's stay as far away from the edge of danger as possible so that we can just have a good day, right? Like, we don't have to cause ourselves to go to the hospital today. We don't have to cause ourselves to experience so much sorrow, you know? Like, in the same way that, like, I feel like in that instance, it was like Joseph was like, he was pushing against the edge. He was really pushing against the edge to the point where... It got to the point where Heavenly Father had to give him the opportunity to exercise his agency, you know, and be like, you know what, you're going to learn from this experience because I've already told you what the boundary is and I've told you again. And if you don't believe me, then you're going to have to learn from your own choices, basically. And it's the same for me. It's like the same for me. It's like I, I get the boundary and I learn it. But it's not until I take the time to stay as far away from the boundary as possible that I feel like I get the blessings of being able to focus, right? Like, it's just so clear to me. I love, 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 all of this. I love it. Like, it's it's so meaningful to me. And I feel prompted to share this, like, tiny experience that I had. It's tiny probably for most people because not everybody struggles with the same temptations. But for me, it's like a big one, right? It's just like, it's such a moment of like, oh, maybe I'm kind of growing up a little bit. Maybe I'm, like, getting some, like, permanent grandma like spiritual pants on right like I just like feel like I'm 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 growing and I'm maturing and I just feel like I'm becoming a new person right and I'm just really grateful for that so like this year I would say like one of my deepest hardest like transgression things was just like getting into this place where I would I had to come honest with myself that I still had struggles that you know started from when I was younger like at different moments um, all the way until like still as an adult I noticed that it was just getting to the point where I just couldn't handle it anymore like I just couldn't keep it inside it was like it was just making all my functionings just like dysfunctional and it was just to the point where I just had to talk with my husband. I was like, and he just looked at me and he's like, what's going on? I was like, well, I have to talk with you about something. And so I talked to him and I opened up to him and I shared with him some of my deepest, darkest, like things, like literally to the point where I was like, I feel like he's going to abandon me. I feel like uh, in me talking with him, he's going to think that we can't be together anymore. And like, I'm going to have to go and live on an island by myself because I'm going to be like just this this like alien hermit type of person in sharing these like struggles and temptations that I've had in the past and that are currently still like a temptation and something that I continually have to be checking in with myself and be like oh where am I at now and and how am I moving forward to improve my ability to be protected and shielded by my tree by my like fiery dart protector basically And so when I talked to him, he's like, you know, he was just so compassionate. It was so beautiful. It was probably one of the biggest trust building experiences I've had with him. And then after that, shortly after, we kind of created a bit of a safety plan for myself. So I didn't feel like I had to be so, you know, trying to like one of my favorite teachers, gospel teachers right now, he talks about it as like, you know, pretending we're in this raft. And when we're going down the stream, um, that's like the natural man river kind of thing. 
like when we go off the cliff, like it's like a waterfall, like drop off. And, and basically when we're just sitting in the raft going with the flow, that's kind of what it's like when we <clears throat> just, we just allow for our temptations to come and we kind of dwell in our temptations and just go off the cliff basically, right? Like we don't allow for any boundaries to protect us. We just go and run over the cliff. We just go with the flow of whatever and there's no boundary, right? Whereas I just love this, what he teaches is like, hey, um, you know, it's, that's not the best, right? It's just not the best to just go and be reckless that way, right? Um, even better, some people might be like, well, if I don't want to be reckless, then maybe that means I need to, I need to paddle harder in the other direction because clearly I don't want to go off the cliff. So I'll just paddle harder up the other direction. So I'm not going with the flow, but then he also shares in that situation. But at the same time, we're not meant to do that either because we're just going to run out of steam eventually. Eventually our strength will not be strong enough to actually paddle ourselves out of that situation. It just won't. And so then he talks about this situation where it's like what we actually need to do in that situation when we're noticing that we're going with the flow, we have our temptations and, and we're just alone and we can't really paddle out of it. It's like we need to access the power of Jesus Christ's hovercraft, right? We need to get into his hovercraft and let him lead us, lead the way out of there, right? In the same way that I need to get into like my, my safe place with my shielding tree and allow for Jesus Christ to be my, my protector and, and allow him to, to get the fiery darts out of there. And so like, but in the moment, of course, like when I'm in that situation, in the heat of the moment, feeling my heart beating like so scared because I'm feeling so shameful and so like disgusted or, or so many feelings of embarrassment or whatever. And then going to the point where I actually feel so connected with my, my, my husband and my heavenly father in that moment of like, oh, like I can't believe it. Like we actually get to be united in this. Like I can just clear up about this, right? And it was like after that moment, I left the room, he went on with his day, I was moving forward with mine. And after we moved forward, it was like, I felt like for all these years, like, I don't know, 30 years, I felt like I had never opened the windows. It was like I was always living in this dirty place that, you know, this place that was originally clean, but just got dirty and dirty and dirty and moldier and moldier. And it was like, it was like after that moment of just sharing and, and trying to take a step in the direction of like becoming more transparent, becoming more honest, becoming more productive in, in taking that slight edge step towards the light and truth um, of where like all my strength comes from. It was like I stepped out of the room and I felt like, oh, I feel like today's like the first day I've ever opened up the windows and allowed for fresh air to come and clean out all of my places, right? Every place that needs that fresh air is now starting to get cleaned out. And, and so it's been a very beautiful process to allow for the layers to be slowly cleaned out as that fresh air is, is constantly open, whether it was you know, one of the next steps was going to talk with the bishop to just check in about it, you know, or, and like, just feeling like that, that level of like my burden is not mine to carry like by myself, trying to swim upstream by myself and take care of myself and feel like I need to be some kind of like independent superwoman, self-reliance lady, even in the, in the levels of, of, you know, 
real evils that tempt us, right? It's like we actually aren't stronger than our adversary. We just aren't, right? Um, And, but we are stronger when we can access the power of Jesus Christ and his love and his fortitude that he gives us when he blocks out those fiery darts, when we are willing to shield ourselves, when we are willing to step into his hovercraft and allow him to be the one to to lead the way. So it's been so amazing for me to just get into that space of healing, of of repentance, of of just like being even more focused in that dynamic, you know? And then part of my focus in in improving in that degrees, you know, has been in small things, you know, like whether it's you know, choosing to dress in a certain way that I choose to dress in so that I can feel like I am um, in alignment with the truth that I know um, and and allowing, you know, because somebody said one time to me that really rung true, you know, as she was developing her testimony of modesty and the importance of it, she said something like, I want, like, basically the question, like, how will people be able to see the light of Christ in your eyes? if they're not looking at your eyes, basically, right? And so just allowing for ourselves to be very aware, you know, like in an entrepreneurship mindset, it's like be aware of the brand that you're creating, you know, like and being aware that, you know, whether it's the color choice, whether it's designs or whatever it is, that they do stimulate a certain reaction or response from other people. And so like be aware that, that everything that we choose to do in representing ourselves, you know, it's either going to show that we are wearing the name of Christ on our, on our heart, or it's going to show something else. Right. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can understand that. And then like later on in my life, when I started to get to know some friends that were like, you know, of the faiths, in their faith where they cover up their faces and they cover up their hair and different things like that. And I just talked with them. I was like, so what, what is your faith about with modesty? Like, can you tell me what is your idea of what that means to you? And like, why is that important? And things like that. And so it was just so fun to hear them talk about it and be like, oh, well, that's easy. Basically, we're taught from a young age that our bodies are a gift And basically, we wrap it up as if it were a gift. You know, we cover our our most beautiful parts. We cover up everything that's beautiful um, so that basically it's ready to be a gift, you know, at any given moment. We're just ready to be the gift that we actually are, basically. And then the only person that gets to ever see anything that's under our covers is our husband kind of thing. I was like, oh, I just love that. I just thought that was such a wonderful symbol of like marital love and trust and unity and like commitment. I was like, wow, just wow. Like, I love that. I love little symbols of love like that and and being shown on a daily basis in those simple ways, right? And anyways, so like that's kind of some of the things that I was thinking about when when I thought about this fiery dart thing that I read in section three and just like, you know, just Joseph growing up a little bit, right? Like, I just feel like he had a a mini talk being like, hey, how about instead of just pushing against the boundaries so much every time, how about we just try to stay away from the edge, like as far away from the edge as possible so we can just focus on what is your life goals? And like, you know, not just your life goals, but like focus on what is like, 
the mission, right? Like what is the the highest priority, right? Rather than all of this other extra distraction stuff, right? And so those are some of the things I'm thinking about. I'm like, sweet. I love this. Like I'm just so grateful for all of the instructions that I can get at every given moment that just help me to feel like, oh, well, that was awesome. Like, I'm so excited to just keep moving forward and doing the things that I can do that are my personal slight edges that that will allow for me to stay as far away from the edge as possible, that will allow for me to just like acknowledge when, you know, when I'm on a path where I'm just going with the flow and then acknowledging that I don't need to think, oh, well, I'm just going to do this alone and I'm just going to do it alone kind of thing. Like this last week during our family home evening time, we showed a bunch of different videos that kind of just like we're talking about this whole concept like of, you know, when we see bad pictures, like it's so important for us to be open. Um, Like basically they gave three tips. It was like um, turn away, run and tell a parent kind of thing. And it was just so sweet because I was like, yeah, that's awesome, right? It's like if we can get into the habit of that, like when we experience like a bad experience or like any experience, right, that we can stop whatever is going on, take the agency that we have to start walking away from it and then get to a point where we can actually talk it out with someone and get to a higher ground of safety Basically, you know, it's kind of like if someone was walking along a path and they noticed that there's like this dangerous pothole or whatever, it's like they would, the smart thing to do is turn around and go to talk to someone who can fix that hole, right? Or like even not even someone that can fix it, but talk to somebody about it so that they don't have to go there either and, and get hurt or whatever. And we can start the process of making these cracks and holes and all of these things like even better. Like, so that they don't even have to be an issue. It can become a non-issue kind of thing. Um, And so I'm just so grateful for this scripture that just helps inspire all of those deep feelings that I've had this year of gratitude for coming clean and becoming even more transparent and honest and, and really being able to embody a love for myself in a way that I've never been able to feel before because I felt so shameful for so many years. And, and then just being like, Hey, yeah, like I can love myself the way Heavenly Father does. Like I look at my feet, like my feet are my big thing that, that always like kind of help me know where I'm at when I check in with that because my le- my worldview of myself as a younger person and in my more immature years would be like, I'd look at my feet and be disgusted, right? I'd be like embarrassed. I'd be like, I have boats for feet. I have man feet. They look like toads. Like, you know, all of these kind of outside judgment kind of inner voice things that started to develop over time. And then now today, like just the other day, I think my husband said something like, your feet look good. I'm like, what? <laughs> like part of me went the, into the place of like, well, I don't know what that means. Well, they look like before, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, no, I'm going to take this in and be like, what if, what if that could be a compliment, right? Which it was, right? And I'm just like, no, actually, I kind of noticed that they look good too. Like they're not like, because before, I, I swear, they were probably like purple and blue and gray and all of these like kind of dead colors. And I looked at my foot, I was like, it's like, peachy orange and it looks happy and I'm just like that's really cool I'm so grateful for that that is like so excellent and then I was like really proud of it I was like oh that's my foot like I get to be the one that has those feet that's nice 
sweet, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just feeling really grateful for a lot of these things. And I'm looking forward to like continue studying and continuing pondering and continuing to just like get into this like space of just really acknowledging that this is a gift for me. Like, you know, I was talking about how the Book of Mormon is like my love letters from Heavenly Father. I really feel like all the scriptures are like my love letters from Heavenly Father. And they've just been written at different times in history. And I just love how this piece of history, like the Doctrine and Covenants, is so special. I just feel like it's kind of like the difference between somebody that may have learned a little bit about safety and like health and safety in the home. Maybe, maybe from their parents or like just generally people, like grown-ups around them over time as they were younger. And they just kind of have general ideas like, oh, don't like, you know, if you notice a spill, like don't step on it and slip, just like cover it up and make it better or something like that. Like just general things like that. It's like the difference that's like the difference between somebody that hasn't had the Doctrine and Covenants before and they just kind of have general guidelines to work with to, to you know, access light and truth. And then once I have the Doctrine and Covenants, it's as if I've gone to a first aid course for my first time or whatever, like, you know, the first time I read it. And then they're telling me very specific things, very specific things, you know, that, that are so helpful to then become a person that can be a first aid responder, right? And that's kind of how I see these like Doctrine and Covenants. Like I think one of the titles of it in the past said something like, this is the um, guidebook, like manual for the government of the church basically, right? And like, so anyways, like when I read it, I'm like, yeah, it's totally all there. Like this is awesome. Like I love how it's, it is like my manual for like spiritual first aid, right? It talks everything from like health to like, like, you know, so many different degrees of life experience that we're going to be confronted with where we're going to need to to step into our place of like, who am I actually? Like, who did I want to be before I received my body? What was my bucket list? You know, when I decided I was going to jump into this body and I wanted to do these top 10 things before I returned to, you know, the spirit world kind of thing. And like, what would they be? And I just love how the Doctrine and Covenants it meets that need to have some very specific things to very specific prayers, right? It's like, it's, and then it's also an example showing us like the very specific answers we can get to our own personal prayers as well. Like, like very attuned to our specific needs and what, what's important to us. And just knowing that, that another person can have that kind of relationship with Heavenly Father. And like, I can too, right? I just love that part of this gospel of Jesus Christ to understand that Heavenly Father loves me as a child of God and that Jesus Christ is my elder brother and he's my leader and I can I can try to be like him I, because I can, right? I can try um, and I don't need to be him. I just need to be like him. So that's like, yes, 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 yes. I hope you have a great day.